Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast, where Wargaming was easy, it would be your mom. Uh, welcome aboard, everybody. If you're listening at work, you probably should not listen at work or get yourself a damn good set of headphones. If you're listening at home, you probably shouldn't listen around kids or just don't have kids and the problem solved. We are a weekly Warhammer 40k tabletop Wargaming Podcast. Uh, we focus on the Lord Marshall Conference and the competition scene in the Midwest and the big events that we hit outside of the region. So we pretty much talk everything 40k. Um, I want to real quick take a shout out to uh, two new patrons this month for uh, Flying Monkeys Wargaming. Uh, the Jolly Red Giant at the Poo Flinger level and uh, Michael Grayless as a crop duster. Appreciate you guys supporting the podcast. And I uh, can't remember what we talked about this. Oh, yeah, we complained about Tau. That's a big uh, big surprise for a lot of people. We didn't really complain that hard about Tau. We talked about Eldar, talked about some stuff. Uh, ben from Advanced Har- Hardware. Ben from Advanced Warfare hopped on board. You guys, I'm just waking up. Hadn't had my coffee, so I'm uh, doing my best here. Struggle with me. Struggle with me. But uh, it was a pretty good episode. We had a lot of fun talking. A lot of fun talking about 40K. And uh, before I ramble on too much, we'll just stop and get right into the episode. Make fun of me. That works. All right, Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast. Or if Wargaming was easy, it'd be your mom. Uh, main host Bam is here tonight, and uh, we are missing uh, Scott Sasser. He's been struck ill by hopefully nothing. That's a big deal, and uh, we'll see him back next week when he's feeling better. And uh, Sean Dilly's out developing those thighs, playing rugby. So no Sean tonight. And uh, down at the bottom of your screen. Uh, Dan the Man Salmons. What's happening, Dan? Not much. And then uh, Tim asked me about my Tesla Royers. What's going on? Hey, someone already said Tesla takes in the chat, man. Hey, that's at Holton. We're gonna so, we're gonna be down at Holton. At Holton, I'm we'll gonna, do live we'll do live I'm Tesla, bringing the Tesla between rounds. So yep, uh, we'll we'll get some. Uh, what's up, Derek? Derek says, "What's up, boys? Boy, hold out your hand. Tell me this feels like a boy." So. Uh, Tim and I were just talking before Dan got on, kind of getting warmed up. And, you know, we're talking about list building and new books. And I think everybody in here is going to a new army or a new build and working out the kinks, working out the the mechanics. And uh, I don't think that's a bad topic to talk about tonight. I wouldn't mind talking about Eldari because uh, Dan's been been down Jank Alley with, with Eldari the last couple of weeks and Tim's kind of along the same road. I have not, however, I've been doing stupid stuff with uh, Tyranids and uh, and and uh, Gene Stealers. So it's I could be the foolish one out of the bunch, but I've been having fun playing them. 
and it's nice kind of playing what actually feels like a ninth edition book. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, that's, you know, going from space Marines, space wolves to the Gene Steeler cult book. It feels a lot like a ninth edition book should. And I, I don't feel, you know, outdated so much. So Ben says, bam, looking sexy as always. Well, thank you, Ben. You're sexy too. So, um, but when you, uh, Dan, I do want to pick your brain on this. Cause I think you're, you know, I know you mold a lot of stuff to your play style or how you play the game. Uh, how do you tackle a new book? Like when you get a new book in your hands, what's what's your process? How do you start into it? How do you what what's your take? I guess when you when you get a new codex. Uh, oh boy. I mean, obviously, you know, I say like the Eldar mm-hmm. stuff. The leaks are out there for people who have them, but like before that, you know. We, a lot of the units were leaking, but it's kind of like you got to see the whole picture. So I think, you know, you actually have to see the units, their stats, you know, what are the warlord traits? You know, what are the the stratagems that each unit has access to? So using Eldar is a good example. Like the, uh, you know, uh, take uh, Dire Avengers. Like they're pretty solid as a unit. Um, their stratagem is amazing. You know, the double shoot, if you can trigger it, um, you can't, you know, if those don't know, you, you got to lose a model, uh, so have a not max strength unit in order to double shoot. So that means essentially your opponent has to interact with them or, you know, best, best case scenario, you have a wave serpent next to a ruin, they blow it up, then they get out in hiding and then pop out and double shoot. I mean, it's just one of those things that like a good, a good pl- player is not going to let that happen. So, but now that you see that, now that you can get the whole picture of it, you can kind of use that to assess, you know the power level of, you know, the, uh, of the different things or how you want to, what you want to take in your army. So if that kind of makes sense, but I think that's one thing things you got to just, you got to look at the whole picture, you know, and, and that's where like building a list, it could go, you know, you can go crazy deep. So like, you know, one thing I always like to do uh, is have something that deep strikes, you know, just because it forces your opponent to zone out you know, and you can punish them if they don't zone out, you know? So that's like something I try to fit into most of my lists at some level, or, you know, if there's indirect fire is that, you know, what's, 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 what are your options for there uh, to, to go and, you know, punish people who are hiding, you know, behind and behind the train or, or something like that, or trying to play a cagey game. So, you know, if you're playing against a towel player, who's going to take to the last and, and I don't know, whatever the stupid secondaries they take and just sit back there and blow you off the board. What's your, you know, what are your options for something to deal like that or deal with that? You know, so that's, you can go, that's right. You can go down a 10 hour rabbit hole, probably just talking about like list building series. Um, how, how often do you think you nailed on the first try? I don't nail it on the first try. Uh, most of my lists but I get like a concept down, you know, usually I'll start to list out like, so for Eldar, for example, you know, honestly, I was looking at the book, like, and I've read, I've pretty much read it all and have some ideas as far as like stinker units that I would never take. There's not that many of them. Like GW did a good job as far as units that I would auto take. um, You know, I probably would always include like a howling band, like at least a five band howling banshee, just because, of what they bring. I've been kind of uh, in a couple games I've played with them so far, like they're okay. Um, they're not great. And I probably just need to like, remember that it's like a 105 point unit. So, 
it's probably shouldn't be dominating the world and it doesn't uh same thing with uh, striking scorpions i'd probably take at least one of those and then you know are you playing Uthway? then you you want to use eldrad so but like i just kind of you know those are kind of like i try to identify like what i want in my list and i build a list like my first eldar list that i built was like 400 points over so and and it was 400 points over and that's with me like trying to keep it small you know and i still wasn't even close so then it's then it's a lot of okay what do i actually need this you know like a a good a good uh, a good thing is like a the indirect their d6 shots uh the shadow weavers d6 shots strength six and egg two one damage okay what's also d6 shots is uh the, the exact same weapon profile is warp spiders it's like do i need to have both of those in a list or do i take you know one of them in a list and, and drop the other one you know so i think that's where you start analyzing analyzing some of those things is you know build your list to start out with and then when you're over points, start cutting it back. Unless you're like, when I was building GSC list though, I'd build, I put everything I wanted in my GSC, GSC list. And I, I still like 200 points to add. And it's kind of like, oh, okay, what, what else do I want? So it just kind of depends on the book. And GSC don't have as many options as Elwar does, obviously. Yeah. What about you, Tim? How do you, how do you approach a new book? What's your, uh, what's your hot take on, on digging into it, getting it figured out? Yeah. I mean, the thing for me and Bam and I were talking about this a little bit before we went, live but the thing that i struggle with is like dan can conceptualize lists much better than i can like i need i I made the joke that i feel like i'm like an old snowblower like you need that real hard tug on the cord to get the engine going like i need a a jump start to get my thought processes going and so um whether that's like just getting a game going on the tabletop or just even seeing what other people are thinking about for lists and so like as i started to see eldar lists come in they weren't even anything that I ended up like I've got my my rough playtest list that I'm working on and the list that I saw weren't that similar but I just I needed a frame of reference to start figuring out like well that doesn't really fit my play style so then what does fit my play style and then kind of I started going through the questions that Dan was going through uh, about you know what are my auto takes what do I not need it and every codex has a different problem like Dan mentioned you know GSC has a different problem than El- Eldar the 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 two problems that I think Eldar have are they have a number of good options because like Dan said, there's not really a whole lot of bad things that you're automatically setting aside. There's arguments you can make for a lot of units in that dex. And it's almost a problem, right? Like they're like, take their psychic spells, for example. I'd say there's five of the six are really solid, which means you're going to need probably two Farseers, right? Because even Eldrad can only take three powers, but I feel like at a minimum, I want four of them. Um, and, And the other problem is, I think they're arguably appropriately costed uh, and compared to some other armies out there that that like, like guardians, I feel like given where like Tau and custodies are pointed guardians at nine points a model is probably one point, a little too many. Um, But again, I see why GW costed them the way that they did because they had to cost them under the presumption of what can this unit do if you have like guide and doom and everything off. So, but anyway, that's the kind of piece that I look at. And I think the one thing that, that I also try and do, I know Dan does it too. He just didn't mention it is then I try and figure out like, well, how does this play against Tau? How does it play against custodies? Like, and especially right now, those are really two big barometers because those lists play very differently. And so to be able to play into both, 
uh, is a pretty it's big tough. ask for any list. Real tough. Um, and so, you know, and, and I, I was having problems when I was building lists and I, I, I definitely don't think I'm at a point where I'm happy with my list yet, but I'm at a point where it's like, I was like, oh yeah, this will do okay against custodes. And then I thought about it. And I'm like, but man, Tau's going to rip this thing open. And so, so then your, I try and see the other is, way. Your list is, when I looked at your list, I was like, Tim does not want to lose to custodes. No. Was, my, my, that was my immediate thought. I was like, he's got all the answers to be able to fight a custodes army. But then exactly what you said, like Tau might be a little rough, you yep. know? Yep. The, yeah. Well, the, yeah. The one oh, thing too, kind of just building on what Tim is saying, you know, they like take their, their farce, farseer spells. Like they have a ton of good spells. And so like, oh, I want two farseers. But to say, well, then you, you've got to play the game. So you put two farseers list, you know, you play the games. I had a game, uh, what was it, Tuesday? So I had a game last night where I played and uh, on turn top, uh, whatever, third or fourth turn, one of those turns, uh, I had Eldrad and he went to go cast, you know, go cast his doom. And I looked around the board and I was like, huh, all my core units are dead. <laughs> and I was like, yep. uh, yeah. So like all my core units are dead. I can't guide anything. I had a, I had a single ranger left alive, but you know, that's not going to do anything for me. So it's kind of right. like, do you actually, do you actually need the two farseers? You know, yep. is that extra farseer worth you know, worth it just to get, you know, one or, you know, if, and if it is, they're all good spells. Maybe you need to, maybe I need to like decide, Hey, I need to cut a little bit more of my non-core things and put more core in there to, mm -hmm. to make sure I utilize those buffs for the entire game. So, yep. but that's where you got to kind of play it to, because it wasn't even something I considered that I would just be out of core by turn three. So, yep. Yeah. And that's where honestly getting the games in is critical, right? Like if you build a, a new list, and your first go at it is the tournament. I mean, if it's an RTT, that's cool because we talked about this last week that RTTs are by and large a, a testing ground, testing right? Ground, it's, a, yeah. it's a good chance because it's going to be competitive play. Um, but I mean, you got to get those games in just to figure out things like that because there there will be times where it makes sense on paper, but then for whatever reason, it does not translate well on the tabletop when you actually try and go and execute the mission. And you're not going to figure that out until you get games under your belt. Yeah, so I... Uh... I had one game with the GSC and rolled into a RTT this weekend and uh, I didn't do horrible. I went two and one, but mm -hmm. I sure as hell learned. I didn't like that list and what to change about it afterwards. So yeah, I think uh, too, someone asked if Ben was busy making flatbreads. Yeah. Ben's probably making flatbreads tonight. So, <laughs> so what were you saying, Dan? I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say the other thing too, like a big, a big factor in your list building is, uh, you know, if you're playing against, say you're playing against Custodes because you need one, they don't give up any secondaries, don't give any kill secondaries up. So, mm -hmm. are you able to pick three secondaries, you know, two two decent ones and a and an okay one that you can pick that doesn't rely on your opponent? You know, and, and thinking about these new missions, are you able to do all those secondary? You know, if one of the if one of the secondaries you pick is Rod, which is fine, do you still have enough dudes in your army that can do the mission secondary? And do that action as well, because if you don't have enough enough stuff to do that, or if, if you're right on the edge and your opponent identifies it, they just kill that stuff. Um, you're you're gonna lose. So no, that's fine. We're podcasting, but okay. That's my soon-to-be stepdaughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think it's. I do think yeah, like to was saying, there's been a a lot of Eldar lists popping out. Um, so it uh, a lot of very big variety in the elder list. That's what I'm looking for. So. Which again, in my mind, like 
I think it's a well done codex truly because there's multiple builds that I think, you know, could have play, um, especially depending on the next time they balance things and everything's going to have a trade-off, right? Like, you know, in the list that I shared with Dan, you know, one of the things I'm trying out is a Wraith Guard list. I think they're good. I think they fill a gap that other things in the Eldar decks don't have, but I'm paying a, an inordinate amount of points to put them on the field, right? So there's always going to be a cost, whether it's in points or ability to play a secondary. There's always going to be a trade-off to whatever your decision you're making. You just got to be aware of it and comfortable with it, you know, and figure out where it is or and, and just be ready, right? Like, so as I'm trying out this version of the list, like if the Wraith Guard don't play out, then the next thing I want to do is take them out and try and put some Dire Avengers in. Because like Dan was saying, th there's some powerful things you can do with Dire Avengers if you build it right. Not just because of the strat, but the obsec abilities that they have, right? Which helps shore up another problem that we were talking about with the Eldar decks. So just kind of gaming it out and like thinking, you just can't, I think the biggest thing when you're trying to build a new army is you can't have an ego about your ideas. Because like there's been times where I've been burned because I really wanted to make like my initial takeaway from an army work. And I had to kind of admit that it wasn't necessarily the right approach and then make those adjustments. And then I felt much better about my list. I think that's another thing people got to think about too. Yeah, I get it. I, uh, I just, I think I just get, I don't know. It's, it's just a tough process, you know, and it is, you have to, you have to be comfortable with losing to get there. And sometimes that's not the, that's not where I want to be. No. <laughs> so, well, and I think that's especially true for 40 K for two reasons. One, you're investing like three hours of your time into a single game. So if you like, let's say you went to that RTT and you went one and two or oh and three and you learned a lot, you still lost two or you still spent six or nine hours losing, which no one wants to do. And the other big thing is like versus a video game, you got to buy this stuff. Right. And so unless you're playing with a buddy and just proxying in your basement, like if you go to a tournament, you can't just be like, this rhino is a wave serpent, right? That's not going to work. You're going to actually have to have a wave serpent on the board. And so that's another thing that can kind of, for a lot of folks, mitigate the ability to, to do all the testing you need to do because you got to throw some money behind it. And I think that's a barrier for some folks as well. Yeah. Hang on. I lost, for whatever reason, my page crashed that was interacting with people doing the, <laughs> doing the commenting. So, Jesus. Basically. Bam and his technology, man. I'm telling you, bro. It's uh Hey, I was impressed. I was impressed that you made this work for two weeks straight. So, it's been more than two, man. It's been more than two. Uh, I think. Uh, well, Facebook changed into uh, Meta, so a lot of the stuff is all like. Oh, yeah, I had to, like re up like my. Yeah, I had to like modify some stuff on my end. It was weird. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not the Tau meta. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, so Dan, you got a tournament last weekend. Um, what I did? No, we already I, talked about that one. That was the RTT that I ran. Was oh, it? That was couple, just two weeks ago. Yeah, it was two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, I guess I did a tournament last weekend. Man, yeah, you didn't. You didn't. You're the tournament goer. I just. I'm retired, dude. This is what I want to do with my life. Someone's running a brand new army of Zerpraxis Free State. That's what you got to do. YOLO it. <laughs> I mean, that will be a major challenge of Free State for folks. I mean, I'm in that boat. I'm fully planning on bringing Eldar to Free State. You don't have a lot of time, right? <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of time to get your games in since the decks is just dropping this weekend. So I see uh, Eddie says, what's up, boys? I got to play Eddie round one at, a, at the tournament. So he... Uh... 
Eddie, Eddie, Eddie wanted to challenge round one, and he had the speed free corks. Mm. And uh, his planes don't do a lot of good when they can't come within nine inches of blips. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that'll do it. That's why, like, I, I still think, uh, I think GSC, you know, if, if you look at the meta right now, it's, you know, because town custodes are top. And then it's probably going to be like, Jukari, Craft Worlds, you know, Admech, GSC are like the like the A tier stuff. But mm-hmm. GSC, like the blip mechanic and some of the other mechanics they have, like are still there are really really strong. So I think if I think yep. GSC are still like totally in the in the running, even though they're not very well rep- represented right now. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Although I, I don't think... know how GSC beats Tau, so. I, did today. I, I think it was, I think GSC yeah. are solidly in gatekeeper status, right? Like if yeah. you don't know how to handle the blips, for example, you're going to have a bad time. But um, I think Dan, you mentioned something that you know we could talk about it more when everything fully drops. But I think you're going to see some. I think there's there's the potential for some spicy Drukari Harlequin lists out there. Like I think that mm-hmm. the Harlequins complement what Drukari already do well. Um, and so I think you're going to see that emerge as a pretty strong contender on the tabletops. Yeah, I think I think Jakari Harlequins possibly better than most other uh, maybe a lot of the craft world stuff. So Jakari stuff still crazy good, and you could take a couple couple like Harlequins are really really good, but you could take a a handful of Harley boats, you know, a couple of Void Weavers to give you some much needed, you know, ranged firepower mm-hmm. and it, and it fil- fixes their, the hole they have in their army right now with having basically that much for guns. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I did, I've tested the void weavers twice so far the first game and that's the GW did a good job like with the void weavers and a lot of the Harlequin stuff is they have like void weavers have no rerolls. There is no way to give them rerolls. I've, I've been looking, I've tried, I've, I've dug <laughs> everywhere. There is no way to to fix you know fix their dice rolls at all, and you know they're they're kind of swingy. So like the first game I played with them, they they did almost nothing is what it felt like. Um, they just existed. They tried shooting at things, didn't really do anything. Uh, the second game they did better. You know they they rolled a little closer to average I would say, and and they, they felt fine then. But they, but it, I think I think even even in that case, so like. I don't necessarily know if you'd take, you know, I think Harlequins are fine with Drakari or Eldar, or excuse me, yeah, Drakari or Craft Rolls, I guess. Um, but I think the value like that you get from them goes further in Drakari because they just don't have any guns really anyway. So giving them something that's something is better than nothing, where you know the Void Reavers competing against you know uh, the Warwalkers that could take Bright Lances or Shuriken stuff or just a lot of the other Eldar stuff that's can be buffed up easier. Are we going to see different builds or do you think that we're going to, it's going to be dialed down to one build and everybody's going to be running the same shit? No, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of different, like Uthway is totally playable. Mm -hmm. Tan's playable. A couple of custom craft worlds are playable. Um, There's, there's going to be probably, you know, you could go, you you could go. I'd, I and in Wraith heavy. Um, Alteok doesn't seem play. I've seen some Sam Hine lists that are actually not bad. Like Shining yep. Spears are are one of the best targets for they they are probably the best buff target in the book. Yep. They're just if you can keep them 
from being shot because those stupid 60 millimeter bases they put them on. Yeah. You know, and they you, capped the unit at six, right? Uh, yeah, which is a good, I mean, if, if they could be nine and still on small bases, they would right. be, it'd be stupid. So, yep. no, I think it was a good change, but I think it yeah. just it adds to that challenge of can you get them to survive to get into the enemy is the big question. Yeah. But I think, I think Sam Hine could, could see some play too. So, yep. Well, and that's, you know, to circle back to what we were talking about, like, I think the, the, uh, Yand and Wraith build, for example, could really mess with Tau, right? Uh-huh. Because then it's like, oh yeah, all the stuff that you need to kill is minimum T sticks. I reduce your AP value by one. And, you know, I have all these other tricks to make me even more resilient. Uh, I reduce all damage by one, you know? So I think, yeah, like, I think that you're going to, I definitely do not think that you're, it's not going to be like Grey Knights, right? It's not going to be like Grey Knights where everybody's just running five baby carriers and that's the list. I think you're going to, you're going to see a diverse amount of lists out there, which will be really cool. Yeah. And even, even Alteoc, I, I think they're probably the worst craft world, but they, uh, they get that character, that Illic Knight Spear, who for 90 points, I actually kind of like, because, uh, as long as you get a fate dice for a six to wound, I mean, he can, with his warlord trade, he can do, you know, a three damage shot that you pick the six to wound and does four, four mortal wounds on top of it. Yeah, so a few, a few comments here. Salty Astarte said, I think there'll be variety until Art of War and other top players start winning major events. And then list creativity will drop off. Unfortunately, a good point. Oh, I there. think, I think that's true. You'll definitely yeah, see people true. always copy, but like, I also think it's, I think that increases the probability that you're going to see like an Eldar list come out of nowhere and win a GT that nobody thought of, right? Because everyone's right. just going to chase what the Art of War boys are doing, for example. I think that's totally plausible. Yeah, and someone said, uh, so three Dark Eldar start collecting boxes and add 500 pointish of Har- Harlequins. Got it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, basically, I think. Like, yeah, Harlequin okay. troops are are even like... I, I, would, I, would, I would highly consider... Uh, because you can also get like a murder clown troop master in there. He's a little if you're running like Jukari and then trying to add that guy in, it gets a little, it gets a little uh, costly on your CP. Mm-hmm. But like Harlequin troops have been one of the like in both the games I played. Like they didn't do much in the second game, but like knowing that hey, they're still alive and it's turn four, and and I and honestly I should have been sending them up quicker, but I don't know why I wasn't. They just were happy chilling in the building. But like they, you know, the, with their new strats, like a five, a five man unit for seventy points uh, is like twenty five attacks hitting on threes, and you can pop the strat for. Uh, at least the one I took was a kiss, I think. So does mortals on sixes to wound, and they're AP one, only strength three on on most of their weapons, but still, like it's, it's pretty good. So for for seventy points, that's why like, I think there's a Yanari build. Although the what's one thing they did screw up in the book, if you're a Yanari fan, yeah. they they need to do some serious FAQing on Yanari. because um, as it is now, like if you take any Harlequins or um uh, any Harlequins or Drakari in there, then you lose strands of fate, which I don't think is intended because you you actually turn those guys into craft role models, but they don't have Asherani keyword. Mm-hmm. So that needs to be fixed. And then there's something else about him that was, that was really weird. Um, but I, I think Yanari could be fun. Like I think the Yinkarn is awesome. Like I would, I'd want to take the Yinkarn in my normal list if I could. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I think it'll be a lot of variety and I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know 
I think there's going to be enough writing in the book that, you know, one of the people are going to, to, to go. And that's the kind of thing too, is you're not going to be able to art of war, you know, dude, number 14 goes and wins a GT, you know, random guy off the internet's not going to be able to pick up that list and do it well. Yep, like it's that. not tower custodes where, I mean, you could be asleep and probably win your game. Like it's not, you have to be, <laughs> you, you have, you have your movement phase. So, and all your stuff is pretty squishy. So you got to be really precise on your movement phase. You have a psychic phase. Then you have a shooting phase that also has movement all over that phase. You know, then you got the charge. Like you're playing in every single game. And if you look at some of the, some of the top players, like uh, what's Naden, you know, Naden has been playing Eldar. Eldar have always been like that <laughs> in time. Naden clocks himself all the time, mm-hmm. you know, because of how there's so many options and so much thinking. And so, you know, that's kind of what I've said around is like, it's a book that's going to reward those who invest the time, but, and, and, and if you're a good player, but if, if you're, <laughs> excuse me, if you don't invest the time or, or just aren't at that level of play, like you'll have, you'll have fun, but you're not going to get the results that you see, yep. you know, any, any of the top players getting out of them. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's and, got a real glass cannon feel to it. Well, and that's where when the second game I played last night, uh, I rolled. I think I was on turn three. I moved. I moved a bunch of stuff. My dire avengers out and a couple other things out. Uh, I, like my banshees moved out to get ready to charge, and uh, like a, a big ten man block block of these death watch guys with a bunch of storm shields and terminators in it. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's cast doom. Like failed. Okay, no, no, no problem. Reroll failed again and i was like oh god i was like uh i was like well I, my chances of killing that unit just went to zero and yep. it's, you know and so without it all of a sudden just failed to one spell and and that's and i was like you know what if i was playing Custodes, i just, I just charge you and kill you so like the there's, there's gonna be stuff like that that happens it's gonna screw people over but that's fair, that's fair. so you, what kind of impact do you guys think that you're gonna make on the meta not much right now. No, not unless they, not unless there's a, the, the only thing that would, the two things that would change my mind if, is if there is a more immediate change to, to, to Tau and Custodes before the next quarterly update or, and, or if they do an immediate point change like they did with Custodes, that might change things, right? Because like Dan was saying, you know, when he first built, when he tried to build a list, he was several hundred points over. So if all of a sudden there's a drop, like if Wraith Guard go back down to 35 points a model, for example, I'm suddenly completely rethinking how I'm going to build my lists, right? And so, but no, I think they're they're going to have play, but they're a tier below the top tier right now. Yeah, I, I don't, I, you'll, you'll see them, you'll see Eldar. I mean, haven't really seen Eldar in a long time. So they'll shake the med up in that. But as far as competitive level, like, an elder, an elder list can win a GT, sure, but it's gonna have an elder list that can account an for Tau and uh, Custodes at the same time is gonna be not easy. Yep. Yeah, I got this comment. It was sent, sent to my inbox, but it was from an attorney that listens to the show, and uh, says if Atia was ever worried about being sued for kicking out a cheater, just put in the player packet that all players consent to the ruling of the event head judge, up to and including being red carded. Problem solved. So let me know. No, he's me he's hundred percent right. Right. If you yeah, let me know if you want something like that and I'll write it up for you. That's a, yeah. that's a pr- pretty good solution to the problem. So, yep. All these guys saying they won't kick people out because they're worried about being sued. Like uh, there, there's a good solution. So I know it's off topic, but it just came through. No. So I think it's, it's a good thing to talk about. And it's hundred percent right. You know, if you, yeah. 
if if there's that disclaimer and you see it before you hit purchase the ticket, then you agree to abide by the rulings of the judge, you know? Yeah. So, and hey, uh, and, and, and we've talked about community pressure on players, but there's community pressure on TOs, right? Like if they're if a tournament becomes notorious for not handling player conduct, people know about that, right? And then people choose, people vote with their feet and it's going to impact their attendance. And so TOs have an incentive to make sure they do things right so that way they get people to actually show up to their tournaments. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, LR book drops this weekend. Everybody's seen the LR book. <laughs> so uh, are you guys you guys rolling with LR for a bit? You guys going to stick with it? You going to do the thing? I am. Um, at the very least, because I think uh, at Adepticon, I think my team's going to do Eldar for the team tournament. So I want to. I want to roll with them for a couple of events just to get, just to get some rounds under my belt. So that way, I'm actually competent and not just getting carried through that <laughs> through the team tournament. So I'm going to stick with it for at least a month or so. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Uh, you I mean, sold. yeah. Uh, Dan's like my plan's contingent on talking Cookie out of his custodies. <laughs> no, well, he, he'd have to. I, it's more, I'd be contingent on borrowing Scott's custodies, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. I think Elder are fine. Like, I'm gonna get my stuff painted up. Uh, whether it'll be whether what's Holton in two weeks, and I got you know some some jackass's wedding, you know, next weekend, killing my weekend. So, whew, man, I don't know if I have my stuff Eldar painted up. So, and I'm, I mean, I'll just. I'm I'm literally just gonna play what I feel like. It could be Eldar if I get it painted. It could so what, be what color your railgun's gonna be, Dan? It ain't gonna be Tau. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so, uh, although although one of my buddies has, he's like, you could borrow my Tau. I was like, no, I can't. I literally can't do it. So, but no, yeah, I don't. You guys, uh, how many games have you guys gotten in against Tau? Four, five, two. Yeah, I'm I'm probably about I'm probably about half a dozen after playing today. And uh, I, I, you know, God, you guys are lucky you got a good book. And uh, it well, is here's an ex- the thing about it's an exceptional book. And to act it, like it's anything otherwise is, is you're, you're, you're only lying to yourself and others. Yeah. I will say this about Tau. Terrain drastically impacts their ability to go from like A tier to like S plus tier, right? Like it's still a, it's, it's, it's still, like you said, it's a phenomenal book, but it's, you know, like, I think we were talking about this last week, but like, on GW terrain, I'm not as worried about Tau, right? Yeah. And so I think that that's a piece that impacts where that book stands versus, which is one of the reasons why, like when I was building my Eldar list, I was teching more into Custodes. I don't know what the terrain's going to be like at Free State, but it's, I don't Kerry know. Kerry usually puts a good amount of terrain on those tables. I've he been does. asking Kerry for, give us some examples. So yeah. I think they're working on giving some some examples. The I do think that uh you know I I don't know if anybody's wanting this input or not, but as far as doing tournaments, doing events, you know I went to an RT RTT in Owasso two weeks ago, and uh, we played on the GW Open terrain like it was physically GW Open terrain because Ryan Schwartz ran it and he's one of the GW Open guys and you know first floor blocking line of sight, you know the bases of terrain obscuring. Uh, you know, I managed to get a pretty decent win over Tau with Space Wolves, which, mm-hmm. you know, on paper, most people wouldn't put that matchup as as going that direction. But Tau, but Tau into terrain with first floor line of sight blocking, you know, makes them makes them go play the game. You know, they can't sit in the corner yep. and just shoot everything off the board. They have to come out, they have to engage, they have to try to hold stuff. And 
Um, it's, you know, I think a, an easy step to start with on terrain is having first floor block line aside again, like we used to do back in the day. And mm-hmm. I also think working off of bases or having bigger footprints for obscuring ruins and obscuring pieces of terrain is a good step too. You know, it forces players to actually use the movement phase and, uh, and to participate in, in all phases of the game, you know, not just the shooting phase. So. Well, and I think, I think to Tau, like it's like, I think Eldar is closer to what indirect should be like the night spinner. I don't like the night spinner. I'm my opinion. It's okay. It's not that great. Cause it's, it's pretty unreliable. You know, it's not that good. Same thing with support weapons and even D cannons. Like, they're okay, but they're. I'm not gonna spam, you know, nine of them and then three night spinners. Like, it's not. You know, you have to actually go out and and like you said, play the game. Where Tau being able to run, you know, sixteen air bursts plus you know a bunch of SMS shots that they literally can just blow you off the table without ever moving out of the train, without ever you getting to see them. Like that. That's indirect. Shouldn't be like that too. So. I don't know. That's just something in addition to like hopefully JB dresses and, and the balance update, and then you start fixing it with some train issues. Because like the first board blocking my site's good, but when when Tau have that much indirect, it doesn't really matter. I don't think. Yeah, it's it's a huge shit. Like it seems like everything gets it. Like there's no, you know, the, the devilfish get it, the broadsides get it, the, yep. the crisis suits get it, the storm surge gets it. You know it's like how many armies get that much access to indirect fire? Well, and not it's, one. It's good indirect fire too. Like yeah. it's, it's buffable indirect fire mm. where, where, you know, the like orcs were a good one. Orcs weren't, orcs weren't really buffable. I mean, a freebooters ones hit a little bit better, but the squig buggies, were, squig buggies were never tearing shit up as much as people like to cry that they were. And I think, yeah, I think same thing with Elmer. Squig buggy, buggies got nerfed into oblivion. Yeah. Uh, orcs got nerfed into oblivion. <laughs> So, but, but yeah, like they just do that, that kind of stuff. I don't have a problem. Some people like want it to be deleted from the game. Like, I don't think that needs to happen, but no. you need to just, it needs to be like kind of like elder level where it's, it's pretty swingy and unreliable and a little on the pricey side. So, but I think, I think like free rail guns on broadsides is a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah. And, well, yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, it does like, you know, I've thought about what if Eldar was in play out for me, right? And so my backup is going to be Admech. Um, it's not going to be my Admech Castellan list because broadsides delete that thing turn one, right? Like, why am I even, why would I even try? Why would I waste the 600 points and bring the Castellan in that matchup? It stands no chance. Yeah. You know, and so strategic reserve it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, the other thing about, uh, so like, I mean, Cookie had to play some Tau games. Is because you know, like, especially against Tau, because of how different and customizable they are. Like, it's actually hard to do the math because it varies wildly. Like, does this does this does this crisis unit have shield generators? You know, do they have the iridium suits? Do they have the four up feel no pain on that guy? Like, it's actually hard to do the math of like, okay, how how much do I need? What do I need to do in order to kill a crisis suit? Like, one crisis suit unit, it could be, oh, you got to do this much in the next crisis suit unit you gotta do oh that much times four you know so that's kind of another issue with with tau is i think tau is one of those armies that you actually have to play on the tape like you can't even theory craft that much against them mm-hmm. because of how, how how much variety and variables they could have in the units that fuck up the math so 
Sorry, Pam's, I'm Pam's looking at porn. No, I'm not. I'm actually doing something for the shop. Take taking a dick pic. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to Holton, though. I think we'll see. I know. Yeah. Uh, I am I too. We'll, yeah, Ryan Olson's going to be there, and he's doing Eldar, and I think one of our Cam guy. I think I, I think he's going to do Jakari and Harlequins. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but I'm I've sure. Watched a few battle reports. Harlequins aren't looking too bad either, man. They're sitting pretty. Yep. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't think I could run them as pure because they just don't. I don't think the Harlequin bikes are very good. I think they got kind of they're kind of over, overpriced now. Um, but the uh, the rest of it, like the Void Weavers, are good. The transports are still fine. Like the infantry is really good. So, like yes. they have a they have a. Do you see the troop master? Like you have a troop master. The warlord trait is when you advance, you uh, go D three plus three, and when you charge, you add you add six inches to the roll. So mm-hmm. if you like come out of deep strike, you're uh, don't roll don't roll snake eyes and you make a nine inch charge. So I think I think Harlequins got some spice. Mm-hmm. But two thousand points of Harlequins, yeah. Yeah, salty Astartes, I am not on the titty drops tonight, man. I'd be completely checked out if that's the case. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm on I'm on pain think, meds and whiskey. So you're getting you think he'd be paying attention to us if that's what he was doing? Absolutely no. not. So. No, I think Holton's going to be a good time because it's the first, you know, decent sized event in our neck of the woods that's going to have, yeah, for, that's going to have the new Eldar decks, right? And so I think it's just it's going to be wide open because you've got, you know, you're, you're going to have folks playing lists they've never played before. You're going to have the old standbys too. I think it's just going to be, and it's just a solid group. It's some of the best players in our region that are turning up. And so, I, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really good time and a really good test to see where the meta's at right now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dance with the girl I brought to the dance and keep rolling with the with the hive mind. We'll see what happens. Right. I I do think once Tyranny Book comes out, depending on what depending on how that interacts with GSC, that could definitely be a very strong contender. So, do you like toughness eight? Do you like two yeah. up saves? Then Tyranids <laughs> are for you. Yeah. Well, and and GSC like like I said, you kind of build for me at least when I built my GSC list like. I, I, I ended up being, I got everything I wanted in there and was, you know, had some points to spend. So does, does adding in a Tyranid, uh, a Tyranid detachment, you know, do you get, do you get everything you want from GSC and then everything you want from a Tyranid book? Like that could be pretty spicy. I just hope it's not custode or Tau power level. Mm-hmm. The Eldar decks gives me hope though. Like if they can keep coming out like the Eldar book where it feels balanced but strong with multiple viable builds, then I'm feeling pretty confident about how things are going to be going forward. So, Yeah. The one thing that annoys me the most probably in the Eldar book is that they, uh, like, there's you can see literally in the book how they did it. Like, you can see where GW went back and did last minute nerfs to them and didn't go back and, like, like fix it. Like, they nerfed them but didn't, didn't fix it. So, like, that... Uh, Oh, where does it go? So, like the uh, Scorpion Strike and Scorpion Power, the Exarch Power, it's thirty points to make your Exarch uh, do mortal wounds on a five plus instead of a six plus. So it's just the Exarch. But from the, what the rumors were, is that used to be uh, affect the entire unit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, affecting the entire unit for that many points. Okay, that makes sense. But like they went back and nerfed it to just the Exarch, but never went back and said, 
okay, let's adjust the points down because, you know, it's the most overcosted, you know, thing in that book. Upgrade Exarch power or whatever. So, I don't know. Like you said, there's there's hope, but I, I'm not giving GW too much credit. So, yeah, yeah, yet is the keyword, right? Like, let's yeah. see what the next two decks look like, and then we'll see. But this is a step in the right direction. Is the only point I'm trying to make. So, yeah, I mean, it looks like they actually did listen to the playtesters, which is shocking. So yeah, somebody made so. a good. So I was talking to somebody about that though, which and I said, yeah, that's true. And he's like, well, but if you just look uh, look at what happened, you know, a month ago when the the custodes points went down, like they listened to the testers then too. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone asked, uh, do you think Eldar can build a fight both uh, custodies and Tau? I think there is a list that you could do to fight custodies and Tau, but it's not reliable. I don't, I've, I'm going to, we're, 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 we're building a list to try it. And me and cookie are going to test it, but I don't, I think it's, it's, I mean, yes, I think, and I think on paper in the dojo it can beat them, but there's probably too many variables. Like it, it won't work on some missions, like it, on some of the scenarios. So like, mm-hmm. it, it it might not work against certain certain builds, or it probably it probably is going to be a little bit reliant, like especially against how, probably a little bit reliant on going first against them. So like, I don't have a lot of lists right now though. <laughs> yeah, so I don't I don't know if there's a. I mean, yes, in theory and in, in reality, I think you're better off doing something like Tim's doing and just skewing to to beat one. And like D cannons, like D cannons are actually pretty good into Tau if you can get a couple shots in and take off their drones. Like mm-hmm. crisis suits don't like to be getting hit with those things. So nope. Yeah, I do want to say something before, you talk before about I going first. I can't rely on that. I played I played a total of six games as Gene Sealer Colt. I went first once. So <laughs> That sucks. Yeah. I don't know. That army, I kind of like going second, though, because the dots yeah. kind of fuck people Yeah, up, the blips so. and stuff can make... Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Well, we played that one mission on Sunday night where the one where if you, go, if you control the middle at the end of the game, it's five points. Like, at the, and So going second on that one is like a huge, huge deal. So going second definitely is, is even better now. But I was going to say, before I forget, is like the Webway Gate. If, if any of you ever play against an Eldar person with the Webway Gate, if it's... Which, if it's, if it's if it's player place terrain, I just but people are going nuts. Webway gates are selling for two hundred dollars on eBay. Lordy, yeah, they're like fifty bucks to buy them new from GW. So two hundred bucks on eBay. But here's the problem with the Webway gate. Uh, so you're taking it kind of instead of transports. So on player place terrain, yes, you can leave a hole in your terrain on your side of the board for the Webway gate to fit. Okay, and then your opponent is 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 going first and putting the first piece of uh, the first unit down. If they have an infiltrator unit, which a lot of armies have at least one, they put it in that open hole, and now you can't put your webway gate up there. So per the GT rules, it has to go in your deployment zone. So now you're you're removing a piece of train you put down in your deployment zone, and it's back. It has to be deployed 12 inches away from the enemies just by the rules of deploying that thing. So like a five-man, five-man ranger squad yeah. uh, is going to just if – if they drop first, it's going to screw over that webway gate. And then if you make the mistake of taking the secondary that relies on the webway gate, that means the webway gate has to be deployed outside of your deployment zone by six inches. Mm-hmm. So now if your opponent goes first and they, they put their ranger squad out there to zone you out, you literally are most likely not going to be able to place that thing. And then it just automatically dies. So like the webway gate is cute, 
but I think people are going a little too, uh, it's one of those, like, have you, have you fully thought about it and understand how the rules for that thing work? Cause you really shouldn't be spending $200 on it. So. I think what's got people excited is, and I a hundred percent agree with everything Dan's saying. I think what's got people excited about it is it's the first real piece of terrain where people looked at the rules and they were like, I think I want this. You know, the only thing that comes what? close would be like the sisters, the battle sisters. sanctum. Yeah. 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 But I mean, outside of that, right. Name me another piece of terrain where people were like, Oh, this could be good. Uh, thinking, thinking. Yeah, no, that's about it. So. Yep. And so I think it's, it's more of that of like, Oh man, like this thing might be viable. And then, you know, a lot of folks aren't thinking through to the level that Dan is. And so they don't recognize the inherent dangers in bringing it, but it's well, and it's what 80 points. Yeah. So then it, they also look at that and go, it's not a huge point investment. Now that the sister one was, it was what it's a hundred. It's, right? it's the same 80. I think now. Okay. It used to be 50, but yeah. But yeah, I think that's, that's why people are doing what they're doing. If, if you can make it work, like if you get to put it down in the middle, it's you know, it's, it's, it's extremely strong. Like if you get to make it work and you will, in some games get to make it work. But if you're, if you're taking it to a, a six round GT, like it's probably not going to work in half those games. Like you want to. Mm-hmm. Oh man, well, we can pop in right at the end when we're about done. Mm. Just wanted to see you. Like the boogeyman. I hope I haven't played a lot of Eldar. We're gonna say <laughs> how many games you play today. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I was up at eight this morning. Going hard to paint. Huh? Since then, yep. What's your favorite Eldar unit? Mm, striking scorpions. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. Fucking ridiculous. I don't you mean ridiculous. that book doesn't suck? The internet says that book sucks. Yeah. Do you like mortal wounds? <laughs> yeah. I had I had a, a six man squad of them pick up three Alaris Terminators. Yeah, I mean if that's they roll a, that's high, the way to trade up. That's do they not did not turn off your rerolls? I didn't have any. I don't need any. Shit. You shouldn't need rerolls there. You roll like <laughs> you roll like Ben Just does. Roll all the sixes. That's what I like though. Uh like one of the games I played, uh, I had a couple sixes for wounds. And, and that's like, I've never, re- there's never been a turn that I didn't, I don't think I u- did not use all the fake dice. Cause like, oh, I got a six to wound. I don't really need anything. I'll just make sure that my last wound for my scorpions is a six, yep, you know, 100%. or, or just stuff like that. Although I still like, I'm, ar- I'm only, I'm only two games in and I've already got like the fear when I didn't roll any psychic texts and I failed to doom. Like that's gonna, it's gonna make me, I'm, I'm gonna be real scared whenever I roll doom for the next game. So. <laughs> uh, I got <laughs> Doom was the bane of my existence the last couple of games because I'm like, I'll doom that. And I'm like, yeah, I know you're going to spend the CP, turn the rerolls off, but yep. I got to do it. Yep. Well, if nothing else, to force them to use the CP there versus somewhere else, right? Yeah, exactly. So y'all use the Banshee chick yet? She's she's crazy. Jane's R? No, just the Exarch. Yeah, I used her. With the mirror swords and the extra damage? Yeah. <laughs> My late, my latest version, I had dropped the crone scream off of her, which kind of sucked. But mm, yeah, that kind of sucks. But yeah, I mean, that's I that's that's kind of one thing too. Kind of back, just touch on the webway gate real quick is like, you know, my my lists are starting with like seven or eight CP. That's without deep striking anything. So if you take a webway gate and start putting shit in strategic reserves, it's probably gonna only cost you like two CP. But you're gonna 
I don't know. The start, you're starting down an awful lot before you fan phantasm or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Wow, my list starts with ten, baby. Oh, you just run. Oh, you just run pure craft worlds. Yeah, yeah. The 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 Harley stuff is too trolly for me. Like, yeah, it's not. so trolly. <laughs> it's so trolly. Like it doesn't. Like the first game, it literally after the end of the game, I was like, God, I did. Like they just they just existed there, shot things, but it didn't kill anything. And then the second game, they actually did. They did actually roll closer to average. And I was like, okay, yeah, they're not bad. They're not great, but but like against the, especially against like a death watch list with eighteen inch range. And I'm sitting on like that flank of the board with minus six inch range up and just like, fuck you. <laughs> so same thing like Tal, like you're cyclic. So you got to be 12 inches away to shoot me. I mean, I'm having a blast with it, honestly. And wave serpents are ridiculously good. I'm we, we fully uh, with wave serpents. Yep. So I, I used them as my till last today. And that was fun. Like, Come try and kill these. They're super fast. And you can't catch I actually, me. I wish I could in my list is put like the extra speed on them because I feel like For the 19 18 inch, inch move. 19 inch move. Well, yeah, that's right. It's three inches, but it's three. Yeah, it's, I just feel like late game, like going 19 inches and then charging something is going to mess people's plans up. So, oh, do you, are you using the OPSEC bike? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, I've got that guy on a <laughs> on a quick and warlock. <laughs> The troll level is so good. <laughs> uh, I got on a farce here because I'm not taking any warlocks. What? Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? Oh man. Are you doing double farce here? Yeah, double farce here. See, we talked about that. See, I like I like the warlock because uh, just this the restraint is restraint it. So that's like one way my list attempts to deal with custodes is to delay them. You know, restrain a bike unit. And then I could just deal with them. Hopefully, not have to do, just get by one more turn to deal with that unit, and just focus on the other one. So what, what I've been doing is using a stratagem to cast one power and do a psychic action. So I'm doing the mental interrogation. Oh yeah, super easy to do. Yeah, so, and I've I still. Been... Oh, go ahead. I don't use executioner a whole lot, so my doom guy just goes psychic action doom. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get a little. I've been getting greedy with Eldrad. Just was I wanted to do it all, but like I did. Uh, I liked I liked the quicken just because like the turn, like one turn, I wanted Eldrad to go do it to keep hidden from everything. So Eldrad walks out, does the psychic action, throws a spell out there, and then gets quickened backwards. Was nice, just a back behind the wall. That's like the swarmy thing. I used to do that with swarmy, like do a fly something up, action, yep. come back. But I like my flying murdering stuff, so. Yeah, I I had I think one game I had a six or excuse me three psychic dice, and so I was like, yeah, I might as well just auto auto pass my uh, my mental interrogate with my warlock, and and then I rolled the dice and I rolled a six and I was like, I probably shouldn't be using that. Like he had no he had no casters, so he had no denies. Oh, yeah. But I just was like, I want to use the dice, and I'm like, oh wait, I'm just gonna make <laughs> myself perils a lot more if I do that. So it was uh, yeah, I I like the the helm on the Oathway relic. For that, yeah. that's why I take the farce here, so you can just you're not gonna deny this. On a three up, you just can't stop it. Yeah. No, there's a lot of good shit in there. Yeah, it's very I, tricksy, I but it can it can fall apart quick because it is still pretty fragile. Mm-hmm. But it's really fast. Yeah. And you thought about the custom craft world. I, I thought about doing like the Halo Blades one with the sixes are extra damage in close combat. So mm-hmm. the, sor- the scorpions slap even harder because it's a mortal and two damage. But then I was yeah. just like, Uthway is just too strong. I don't know. Like when I've been doing the doing the math on that Halo, whatever Halo Doom or whatever the hell it's called, like the math on it is just kind of stupid. 
So, like I don't know. bad stupid or good stupid? Like it might be broken stupid. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's the the reason I like that. I think the Uthway a little bit stronger is because legitimately anything in your army can strands of fate live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because everybody has yeah. a six up invulnerable save, so you just auto pass no matter what. I had four rangers stick on an objective because I was like, mm, we're gonna live from that captain. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just I, I, I do AS. Yeah, I think Uthway is strong, but I think there's some secret spice in that hail of doom. I, I yep. fully agree with you. I just think that yeah. Uthway has more tools at the end and that I'm gonna trade the tools for a little extra damage. That's my uh, Yeah, I mean it might you might be right. I I think it's a lot of extra damage though. We'll see. I don't. Okay. I don't well, I'll give you a little bit of my secret sauce, which it won't. It's not that secret. Do you know that the weapons platforms are the guardian keyword? Oh yeah. So the Uthway make them hit on twos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nice, but I I I think I've done it one time. You can make reroll ones too. But I know it's crazy. Know, may, maybe if you're running D cannons and getting like nine shots, we're like, I need these to hit. But like with shadow weavers, I'm like. I don't need to invest. Oh, well, any. I'm taking D cannon. So yeah, so I, I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah. have D cannon. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't need to invest any of my CP into this shit. So, but but yeah, if you were taking D cannons, then I yeah, then definitely Uthway with they would just lighten up the custodes. Yeah, <laughs> hitting on twos and you reroll ones if you need to. So uh, no, he shut off my rerolls all the time, so I never did it. <laughs> yeah, well, but even even math wise, just being able to hit on twos is better than rerolling ones. Yes, so yep, but. Yeah, I don't know. I just the like uh so like back to the whole thing. So the only way I've discovered to realistically kill a dire avenger is Fugan. Um, so with the beam, with the beam. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so if it, like but a, like a 120 point dire avenger squad, if if like with the uh, sixes auto wound, you can that 120 point with the, with the, with the buffs one shots a night if you get the double shot off. <laughs> like the math on it is just stupid. So like 180 point, uh, what's the the bikes wind riders, like mm-hmm. it, the the math. I I just keep whenever I look, do the math, I'm like, this is really dumb for 180 points. Like how much damage it actually. You talking about the cannon or just the regular 18? Just the regular ones, eighteen four ones. shots. Yeah, like it just the with with guide on them, like they just poop out poop out damage and auto wounding an AP three. So we'll see. I'm sure somebody's gonna do it. I don't have the models too, so. Well, that's what, honestly going to that? be, I've... like, I mean, obviously 3D printing's a thing, but, like, I was going around to the local gaming, like, to our local game stores in town, and, like, there's not a lot of Eldar available. And then if you go on the GW website, they're mostly sold out on stuff, right? Like, you cannot get Howling Banshees from GW right now. How many Howling Banshees you want? Ah, well, well, I got to before, before you try and s- to sell him some Banshees, I have the best Howling Banshees in the planet. I got them secondhand. They were missing their sword arm that's not attached. They're pewter. So I put a wraith guard blade on each of them because that's the extra sword I have. So it's like they're rolling around with that big old arm. Like, <laughs> that's their love hand. Their, their love hand does all the work. Take my strong arm. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. So do you want them? <laughs> no, I, I guess I'm covered for Howling Banshees. Gotcha. I was actually oh. using my uh, AOS chicks for them because I like them. The witches from AOS. Oh, yeah. 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 But they definitely that. don't have aspect armor on. So at a GT, I'll definitely uh, <clears throat> be using my banshees with the strong arm. Yeah. I got a, I got about 30 banshees. So if anybody's looking, hit me up. It's a lot of banshees. It is. They're good, though. They, they're pretty pretty tuned. So I like to do plastic kit. I've got a, I'm about half and half on pewter and a 
Yep. In the plastic kit. So I I liked I used Jane Zara the first game. I really liked her. She's she's fast. So and her weapon, mm-hmm. like her her gun's actually pretty good for for what it is. Well good deal, guys. Yeah. So does anyone else got anything to contribute tonight? I took uh, it to the last as Eldar. Just saying. So did I. What were you, what were your what were your two the last? Two way serpents and three D cannons. Oh, see, mine were th- three Void Weavers and then Eldrad and either a Wave Serpent or Baroth. <laughs> Baroth? <laughs> Hell yeah. The Troll King. That's his new name. The Troll well, King. That's why I was like, in the second game, I was like, wait, if I if I make the Wave Serpent up to the last, then I don't like it, I don't reward my opponent for dealing with that annoying fucker. So <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't done too much, but he just doesn't die. So he shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he doesn't he doesn't die. He just he's there the whole game, which is why he's got value. I think. Yep, mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. Well, and he fits your. <laughs> he's troll king. He is the troll king. My list is kind of like the is like maxing out on like the trolliest stuff in the army. So it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, but no, I think we're all hitting the dojo up and just trying to figure out what we're going to do before we get to Holton. So. Yeah, and if it takes too much thought, I'll just try to get more custode bikes. So, heard. Yep. I, I, I want to talk, but every time I talk, someone talks over me, and then it gets quiet. And I try to talk. It's Eldar talk, talk time, me. not GSC talk time. I wasn't like a GSC talk. Go back in your hole. Jeez. It's just my podcast. I'll never invite you <laughs> <on> again. <laughs> oh yeah. Bam. Yes. What were we going to say? No, nah, it doesn't matter. I'll just chill out. Y'all can talk. Oh, we're done. You're done? Oh, you're done? Oh, I can talk now? Is that it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, no, that's it, man. I don't think that. And what you bitching for? God. Last, last 15 minutes, I'm going to get a word edgewise. So. Well, that's because I joined and I got a lot to say about Eldar. I'll, I'll let y'all get it out. Get out of your system. Use the avatar yet? Have I used him? Yeah. I tried him once. He's okay. He's kind of, he's like, the train's got to be right for him, I think. Otherwise, he's like, all right, I'm cool, but I probably will die before I do a whole lot. Like, I just don't think he makes up 290 points. Alex is like, y'all are just going to deal with this dude on a 40 millimeter base for the next four weeks. (laughs) 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 Rocking, rocking the old avatar. So. I'm glad. I'm glad this army is at least getting him out of forty out of forty k funk. So hopefully he'll. he'll yeah, find he's definitely been doing some theory crafting for sure. I hope. I hope cool. his first tournament he goes to like his first game is against Tau. Stop. <laughs> I, I, don't really want <laughs> I want him to do well, so he's motivated to come back to forty k, and I can get a good dojo partner. So yeah. Well, I just that would just be funny. You gotta admit that'd be funny. Like, oh, yeah. I'm back. Smack. <laughs> well, it's kind of like when I finally came back to tournament and play. My first opponent was Matt Root, and, and it was pre, it was like liquefier Drakari awfulness. So, yeah, he's due. It's going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, well, I don't know. I let, I let, uh, I let Ben influence my opinion to jump in the nids. And so I'm stuck there for a minute. So we'll see, we'll see if I can figure out something in the hive mind. I've been doing right? hive mind. Yeah, I've been doing hive mind. Okay, good. You're, you're for sure. You're for sure taking hive mind to Holton. 
I don't I don't owe you any commitment to anything. Just, We're not just, married. just commit to it. Just commit to it. <laughs> He's already committing to a lot next weekend, man. Back uh, off. Give him some space. Speaking yeah, of next weekend. Speaking of oh, which, yeah. this weekend, uh Baby Gap arranged it for us to get a uh, a Warhammer table set up at the strip club. So that's a that's where we're doing the bachelor party. We're going to have some more hammer and strippers. Sam's so. not going to make it to his wedding. Oh, I'll make it. I'll be there. He's got a week to recover. He'll be fine. We we wrote a we wrote a few grand worth of a check this week, so we would better be there. Sam's going to go missing hangover style. Like it's going to no. It's going to be on his friends to find him the next morning. I'm, I'm pretty it won't be problem. hard to find him. He's just going to be an alley. He's just going to be dead. That's the only problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you I've been home in bed by like 1030. So. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's true. You got that boomer magic. Boomer Gen X, bitch. <laughs> Fucking your same generation as you. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Boomer. Shit. Retards. Every, everybody older than me is a boomer. That's uh, that's great logic. So. Yep. It's uh, it's works. It works out well. Yeah, it works out great for me. All right. Is that it? I'm, I'm just sitting here in silence. Yeah. So All right, fine. Awkward. Make it weird. It's yeah. your podcast, man. If you want to make it awkward, you do you. There's still people watching too. I I'm trying to give you space. Movie. I'm trying to give you space for closure, and you're just sitting there being a bump. No, nope, I'm good. Y'all keep talking. Trans oh, fate. Trans <laughs> fate. That's it. It's good until you don't get what you want. <laughs> that's why you got to take more parts here so you get what you want. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even dove into the LR book. They showed up at the shop today, so. uh I'll be able to dig into it this weekend a little bit in my free time. Nice. But all right, guys, if you want more of Ben, uh, go over to Advanced Warfare and check him out. And uh, what's uh, what's the website, Ben? It is www.patreon.com slash aw40k. And this week's episode is on, I believe, pregame talks and how to get the right information out of your opponent before the game starts so you don't get gotcha There you go. Um, you can find Dan trolling people in alleys all over Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, you can find Tim in a Tesla polishing it and himself. So... And also, Flying Monkey Con has some tickets for us to sell. So, flyingmonkeycon.com. Uh, we still have tickets available. There's a lot of other events in the Midwest that uh, spaces are available for. Holton GT coming up that we're talking about going to. Um, is that listed as Free State? Is that how they have it in BCP? Yeah, Free State GT. Yep. Yeah, so we'll go go, uh, go buy some tickets to Free State. Most of us will be there. should be a good event. Ben, where are you going to Free State? I'm going to try. It really depends on work. So, work's yeah. very amorphous right now. I don't know what I'm going to get. Yeah, someone made a flatbread comment earlier before you came in. It was like they summoned you. Yeah, flatbread. <laughs> so, but all right, guys. Uh, thanks for coming on tonight, Ben, Dan, Tim, and uh, yep. we'll be back next week. And remember that if war gaming was easy, it would be your mom. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. <laughs> all right, we stopped streaming. Man, I was already running out of gas. Then, like, I tried to talk like three times, and someone talked over me, and I was like, "I'm done. <laughs> I'm done." So we got the Eldar hype, you know? Yeah, we're Dude, all excited. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I've been honestly, I've got some shit I'm dealing with, and uh, it's kind of got me down. So, like, I've been, I've been at my wits end, and like, 
you know, usually I like people and like the last day or two, like I just hadn't wanted to do it with people at all, you know, and my old partner's having some issues and he's going to a therapist for him and they put him on meds and that dude's calling me daily. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I have the fuel in the tank to carry you through this, you know, and I feel like I'm letting yeah. him down and it's like, I, like I got so much on my plate right now. And then the dude that runs my shop today told me he wants to find a new job. So like, I got to figure out, you know, how to manage that on top of everything else with the wedding coming up and trying to leave town for a week to get some time with Laura. And I'm just, I'm spent, man. Well, hopefully our, our bullshit was a welcome change of pace for you, man. Uh, we'll see. I might edit off the end of it and just end it early. All <laughs> <laughs> so. oh, good. I've been dealing yeah. with a, a water leak since like last Thursday at one of our places. And it, my faith in humanity is, is back down low as well. Some of these people are, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I just, yeah. <sighs> but anyway. Well, guys, thanks for coming on tonight, and uh, I'll yeah, watch you guys later. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Stuck is better for you soon, buddy. Yeah, I'll see, I'll see Dan. I know Ben couldn't make it. Tim, I didn't see you an invite, but I figured like it. I don't take any offense at like me not inviting you to the wedding. You know, you're welcome if you want to come down. Oh, dude, I took no offense. I just, I just no. figured like it's a seven or eight hour drive, and didn't know if you'd want to make it with the family and kids and whatnot. So no, 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 dude. I no offense taken, and honestly, it's it's all good because I already got enough wife aggro for going to Free State and Adepticon. There's <laughs> three yes, weekends, that's three weekends in March would have gotten me. I would have been murdered on live. Yeah. She would have killed me on Facebook Live so everybody could watch. Yeah, dude. Yeah, do it for the Tesla. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. I'll hurt you guys later. Uh, yeah, I'll see you later, boys. All right. Later. Bye. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>